Hello everyone and welcome back to the sixth episode of the World of Heritage. My name is Nilufar and here with me is Stephanie. Uh, we are students of the World Heritage Studies program at the Brandenburg Technical University. We started this podcast as our study project for this semester, querying the narratives course held by our professor, Ms. Caitlin Williams. In each episode, we have a new guest from the BTU Heritage community, and we are really excited to introduce to you our sixth guest from Turkey, Idil Gumuz. Idil is 26 years old and was born and raised in Istanbul, Turkey. She studied urban and regional planning at the Istanbul Technical University. Throughout her life, she already had a number of job experiences, most of them located in the greater Istanbul area. She, for example, did an internship with the Museum of Innocent and worked as a radio presenter at the radio station from the Technically Istanbul University, producing more than 100 episodes about artists and their connection with their homeland. During a long-term internship with Jones Lang LaSalle in the area of urban planning, she experienced the impact of real estate development on urban areas firsthand. In seeking to understand the sustainable part of city planning, development perspective, and policy design, she attended an Erasmus exchange in Stockholm, Sweden. All these experiences led her to seek a bigger understanding in her major, in the more cultural section of urban planning. And in 2019, she decided to start studying World Heritage Study and became a valuable member of the BTU Heritage community. Hi, Idil. Very happy to have you. And thanks so much again for agreeing to talk to us. Hi, Nilu. Hi, Stefani. It is my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. So we are looking forward to sharing your story with the listeners. Uh, so let's begin. Idil, when did you learn about the major of urban planning and how did you decide to study it at the university? Well, when I was in high school in 2010, uh, Istanbul, my hometown, was selected as the European capital of culture. Based on this, a book series about Istanbul's many different neighborhoods had been published. Each book was about a specific neighborhood, its history, people who live there, the stories of important buildings there and beyond. At that time, I read these books and with my camera in hand, I was going to the streets that I saw in these books. By doing this, I could discover the relationship between architecture and history and how stories are reflected in the buildings, in the streets and in the, or in, and in the urban pattern over the long term. This was the key moment that deepened my interest in urbanism. But at first I was thinking about studying architecture for so long until I uh, couldn't succeed in getting into the Bachelor of Architecture at Istanbul Technical University, actually. Then I was already interested in cities and I decided to study urban and regional planning. Afterwards, during my bachelor's studies, I took a course about architectural design. There I saw that I wasn't a suitable person for architecture at all. And I think, uh, yeah, like everything happened for a reason. Great. So what did you like and what didn't you like about your urban planning undergrad program? Can you explain to us a little bit more about the GIS tool and its use for other majors? Uh, yeah, sure. But first I will start with what I like and what I didn't like about studying urban planning. I think the variety of 
um, the courses that I took during my bachelor studies was the best thing because basically the curriculum was offering a wide range of uh, subjects to learn how to analyze a city, a district or a region in many aspects and develop policies or design according to the needs. And I believe this variety helped me um, develop my critical thinking skills within the environmental, social and economic contexts. And this was the thing that I liked most about urban, uh, about studying urban and regional planning. But studying urban and regional planning was really tiring. There were many assignments each week. I was never sleeping and I was going to the uni like that. It was really hard to socialize and do other things apart from studying. I was trying to do the other things, but yeah, it was hard. It was hard. And I feel like I can never study again at this pace uh, since my bachelor studies uh, drained my energy. But yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, it was hard anyway. And this was the thing that I really didn't like about studying urban and regional planning. Overall, I'm happy. Like I graduated and I'm happy, but it was hard to study. The last question uh, was about GIS. GIS, Geographic Information System, is a computer system that enables us to analyze, capture, or display geographic data. This is the basic definition that you can find when you search on Google. In general, the use of GIS is very wide, like it is used in many areas. It's used in cartography, geology, urban planning, surveying, I don't know, agriculture, um, transportation, and so on. During my bachelor's studies, uh, it was one of the main tools that we were using to analyze the natural and infrastructural features of a city or a district, depending on the scale. Uh, we were gathering the data through GIS and specifying our planning decisions. Great, thank you for the explanation. Uh, when was the first time that you got in contact with the heritage and how you were led to this direction? It, it was during my bachelor's studies. Um, I took the course site conservation uh, at that time. There, was, there I was introduced to the concept of heritage, the conventions and conservation planning. For me, it was the first time that I learned World Heritage as a concept. Of course, before I knew of UNESCO, World Heritage List and stuff like that, but this course provided me a basis for World Heritage academically. So was the World Heritage Studies program the only program you applied to for your master or what other subjects did you consider doing? Uh, no, I also applied to other masters in Germany and Italy. One was Urban Transformations program at TU Dortmund. And the other one was Urban Planning and Policy Design at Politecnico di Milano. I was also accepted by these programs as well. But from the beginning, I wanted to change my direction a bit and I wanted to study World Heritage Studies. Yeah, to also um, gain experience in another field. Uh, very interesting. I didn't know that. So, Idil, can you see any differences between the university education system in Turkey and Germany? Mm, I think this can be answered from a wider perspective, but I want to answer based on my experience. 
my previous my bachelor program i mean uh, it was a different academic discipline and it was more output focused but here is more discussion focused i would say i can see some differences but also some similarities systematically it wasn't hard for me to adapt in general uh, but except the grading system i still cannot understand it uh, like i don't have that perception to understand getting 1.7 or two is okay or it's bad or i don't know if it's good i feel like between one and two is okay i don't know now i developed this uh, perception but yeah like the rest i don't understand i think except the grading system yeah i could say it is similar but it could be also different in other programs as well so yeah like but based on my experience yeah there are some similarities that i could see Okay, great. Thank you so much for answering our questions for the first part. We are already finished and we will come back in a few seconds. Welcome back to the second part of our podcast with Idil. So, what do you like doing living in Cottbus before the pandemic and now? Before the pandemic, it was definitely socializing and meeting new people. Living in a small city makes meeting people very easy. After a while, you know most of the people in Cottbus. Uh, but now it's harder to meet people, of course. The other thing is um, Cottbus is really close to Berlin. It takes one and a half hour to reach Berlin. So it, I was going to Berlin more before the pandemic and exploring the city. But now I cannot do it uh, Yeah, very often. Or no, I cannot do it. <laughs> and now there are many cases in Cottbus, like everywhere. But during the beginning of pandemic, There weren't uh, many cases here and Cottbus was even uh, corona free for a while. And I was feeling very lucky to be here. And lastly, like everyone, I would say nature in Cottbus is great. There are really nice parks in the city center and surroundings. And I love walking in the nature to take a break and um, to be far away from everything. Yeah. As an urban planner point of view, Can you please describe us what do you find most interesting about urban planning of small cities in Germany, especially now that you're living in Cottbus? Do you think it has good nature, urbanism, balance, and what is missing or rewarding there? I can talk um, mostly about Cottbus because there are some basic things that I could easily notice in this regard. The amount of green spaces in Cottbus is just amazing. Like... I'm from a city where you can barely find a green space, even a park. I would say I'm not kidding. Uh, in Cottbus, you can find yourself in a park in five or ten minutes. It's Yeah, it's really easy to access to a green space. And the percentage of green spaces is really important, uh, like to provide uh, enough green for people. And it, it is one of the basic planning criteria. So back in time, it was something that I was trying to do for my study projects at uni. And I was doing it theoretically, but here I really understood how it is important to access a green space easily and how green increases the quality of life. I haven't experienced it before, yeah. 
That sounds great. Thanks for that. So uh, what is your favorite cafe or restaurant in the Cottbus area? My favorite cafe is Cafe Latte in Almart, where you can sit in a cozy place, drink your coffee and see the view of Almart. And I love Amarone Ristorante as well. There you can eat a really delicious pizza. It's an Italian restaurant opposite to Cafe Latte uh, in the square. And it's a really small square, so they're really close to each other. Yeah. Our last question for this part, what would you recommend a first semester student to find an accommodation in Germany? Even if I would prefer to live in a flat share uh, than a dormitory now, I would recommend uh, first semester students to apply to a dormitory in the beginning. I mean, of course, they can apply to a flat share before uh, coming, but I don't think that would be a safe choice for the beginning, I mean, because you make lots of preparations before coming to Germany. And after arriving here, there are tons of things to do. There are tons of bureaucratic things to do. So I think it would be better to find accommodation fast during this process. And unfortunately, applying for a room in the dormitory is the easiest way to find it. But again, they can check Vigi Gesucht or the Facebook groups if they uh, would like to stay in a flat share. But still, I think the best is to come here, stay in a dormitory for a while and then decide what to do. Because you can also make some friends to look for a Vigi or flat together. Great, we will take a short break and start again with the last part in a moment. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to the third part of our episode and we are going to ask Idil more questions about the program. Idil, what did you expect from the World Heritage Studies Master Program and were you satisfied? Did it meet your expectations so far? I think most of the things have met my expectations, I would say. There are some things that I wish they could be different, of course, but mostly because of the pandemic. Of course, like everyone in our year, I guess, uh, I was expecting that we would have many excursions before starting this master program. We studied one semester on campus, thank God, and then Corona pandemic began. Like, yeah, when I'm thinking, it is really sad, actually. We are studying World Heritage Studies, but we are at home. But anyway, like, hope we will get rid of this virus as soon as possible, let's say. Like the other thing, apart from this, uh, I was expecting that we would have more classes that support our thesis process somehow. Uh, I don't know, like maybe a course about research methodologies. I don't know, but I think that would be nice. Yeah. We heard from Kat. Um, she was our fourth guest and she's studying heritage conservation and site management that they actually have like a st uh, methodology and um, research class, a mandatory one. So I was really surprised about that. But um, yeah, this program has it. I'm not sure why World Heritage Studies does not have it, but I understand what you're saying. So what do you like most about the World Heritage Studies program? I think what I like the most 
about World Heritage Program is the international environment, yeah, the diversity. Like, I, I love studying with people around the world because we learn a lot from each other. And I feel like sometimes I learn from my colleagues more than the classes. Yeah, that because knowing different people and different culture expands your vision, you know. And I believe that I met many inspirational people from this program. And yeah, I really appreciate it. If you want to tell us about the courses you like the most, what would you say? And for the first students, uh, new students to the World Heritage Studies, what would you recommend for their second and third semester subjects to pick? I would recommend cultural landscapes or any course or any study project with Simona because I like her classes and her style of giving a lecture. And I would also recommend Conservation of Ruins with Caitlin Williams. Uh, yeah, like I enjoyed her class last semester. Even if it was online, I think it was really good. And interpretive planning was a topic that I didn't know about it before. And I really loved it. In your first semester last winter before the pandemic, did you have many course excursions and what was your favorite visit? Before the pandemic, as I remember, we had four or five excursions during the first semester. I have two favorites. Uh, one of them was our trip to Bavaria. We went to many beautiful and unique places like uh, Oberammergau, Unterammergau, uh, Neuschweinstein Castle and Linderhof Palace. Sorry for my German pronunciation, I'm really bad at this. Uh, <laughs> and the food was very tasty in Bavaria and we had a lot of fun. It was a really nice trip. And I wish that we could have known that this trip would be the longest trip during this master program. And the other one is uh, we had an excursion to the East Side Gallery in Berlin with Leo Schmidt. Uh, I went there before many times, but that trip was very special under the guidance of Leo Schmidt. And he gave us a detailed insight about the East Side Gallery. And yeah, it was very impressive. Okay, uh, now that you are in your third semester, are you planning to do your master thesis for next semester? And do you already have any idea about the topic that interests you the most? Mm, I haven't decided my thesis topic yet. Uh, I'm trying to combine my different interests well to generate a relevant uh, research question, considering what I would like to do in the future as well. Mm, and the challenge is to write a thesis during the pandemic, because I'm not sure if I can make a site research, for example. So it makes me think if I should do my thesis based on a site or not. Yeah, I'm thinking what the limitations could be, but it's really hard to predict at the same time. So, yeah, we will see. We will see. For people who are also interested in different work experiences and learning skills, what is the most important factor that helped you to find your passion? I think this is a deep question. I feel like it is a never-ending journey. Like you can find your passion and lose it and find it again. Maybe I sound like I'm talking about love at the moment, but that could be also similar. 
But I think the key would be to, to think about what can make you really happy in life and how you would like to spend your time while working because it is very important. Like we spend in our, our jobs more than with our beloved ones. So I think it is very important to think about it. Time flew by and we are already at our last question for today's talk, which is what is your favorite World Heritage site and why? I don't have a favorite World Heritage site because every site has its own uniqueness, you know. But I can tell you a site from uh, Turkey that I love. It is Pamukkale Hierapolis in Denizli. Pamukkale means Cotton Castle in Turkish. Uh, actually, it is a very well-known site that you can recognize from the postcards from Turkey. Uh, it is a cultural landscape consisting of white terraces with uh, travertines and the ancient Roman city of Hierapolis. I went there two years ago and I fell in love with the stunning view and it is absolutely worth visiting. Idil, thanks so much for talking to us and meeting us. We really enjoyed having you with us on this podcast and we learned a lot of interesting things about you. We also wish you all the best for your future studies and we hope that we can see each other in person soon. Thank you, Stefani and Nilofar. Thanks for your invitation. I really enjoyed Thanks also to you guys, wherever you are right now, for listening to our short talk. We really did enjoy our interview with our fellow student and we hope you feel the same way and did learn some new things about the heritage community. Next episode, we will talk to a very special member of our community, which will already be the seventh episode of the World Heritage podcast. The person we will introduce more to you will be Helena Schmiemann, our academic advisor. We are already looking forward to talking to her and to give you guys the opportunity to get to know this very important person a little bit more. For keeping uh, up to date with our project, you can follow us on our Instagram. Our name on social media is The World of Heritage. We would also appreciate your feedback. If you are interested in sharing your story on our podcast, feel free to contact us. We can find our email address in the description box. Thanks again for listening and stay safe. Bye. Bye.